you guys can see my beautiful new haircut. Yeah. Yeah, I still I have not had like a proper haircut. Alicia's trimmed me once and that's it. You are you are not freshly shorn as I am. I am freshly shorn. No. That's muted. No, Paul's not muted. Okay. No, Paul's Paul's Google Hangout isn't muted. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. <laughs> I, I'm I'm all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> This recording had to work, though, because I'm really, really proud of my my name this week in Zencaster. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah, it is it is what it is. <laughs> Shall we get started, then? All right. Welcome to Dance Robot Dance, episode 212, a podcast where we talk about all things geeky, nerdy, and whatever, but we swear a lot. So, NSFW content. Be careful. Basically. Because <laughs> we we have potty mouths, our mouths little, are little little red e's. Yeah, yeah. Be careful, because it could be very dangerous to hear the swear words. Very dangerous. <laughs> I'm Paul, and I am coming to you from rainy South Korea, the longest rainy season in history, possibly. Like that's a legit news fact. Because goddamn, it is. It just never stops raining here. Oh my god, it's so annoying. And I'm joined by my usual suspects. I guess my Kevin Spacey's no, that's bad. Not Kevin Spacey's. No, <laughs> no, no, not Kevin Spacey. One of us. Who's who's Del Toro? If you're doing usual uh, suspects, uh, oh. yeah. I refuse to pick. answer this. I plead the fifth <laughs> on God damn who it. is the Del Toro. Um, well, you have like a, there's a Gabriel Byrne and a Benicio Del Toro. You can toss true, out, right? True. Okay, so, actually, like, I do love Gabriel Byrne. So yeah, um, <laughs> then somebody has to be Kevin Pollock, and somebody has to be. Fucking Steve, whichever Baldwin. Baldwin, whichever Baldwin is in that movie, I'm not even sure which one it is anymore. Baldwin's. Anyway, so I'm joined by my brother Mark. Hi, Mark. How's it going? I'm fine. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. And I'm joined by Tim. Hi, Tim. Hi, Paul. How are you? I'm doing very well, thank you. Thank you very much. Paul's in teacher mode, man. Like. Now sit nicely, class, and yeah. speak loudly. And everybody sit cross-legged on the carpet in a circle. No, no, no! Hands on the desk. Don't put your no. hands in your pants. Hands on the desk. God <laughs> damn it, children! Hands on the desk. What, are these children fondling themselves in yes! class? Yes, they're six and seven years old. They're just fondling themselves in class. Like there's always at least one who's touching themselves, male or female, doesn't matter. Oh, the days when we could get a- get away with that. Oh my god! Where you're just like as a, an adult, like just staring just... past them and just being like hands on the desk. Stop riding your chair like that. Don't do that. <laughs> Why are you sweating, little girl? Oh no! Oh no! Uh, oh yeah, that's uh, that's being a. This is really uncomfortable. Really uncomfortable topic for three white men to be talking about. Yeah. I just want to throw that out there. I think this podcast just became part of a QAnon conspiracy. <laughs> Got put on yeah, every single list. Satanic yeah. panic. The kids in the kids in the toilet or some shit, right? Is uh, that what we're on, doing? On the plus side, maybe we can get Tom Hanks on next week. <laughs> I, I, hey, I would. I Tam Honks. Let's get Tam Honks on the podcast. Let's do it. <laughs> oh my god! All right, let's talk about news because there is some news. I guess the biggest news of the week is the fucking bloodbath at DC. Is that was that this week? Because that was uh, yeah. like th- this week has been interminably long for me. I've, yeah, me too. So yeah, so let's talk about DC and how like a huge portion of their editorial staff has been gutted. Because that's a lot. Yeah, that did happen. The only like real, 
The big, big loss for me is that the two guys that were heading up DC Black Label got the fucking shaft, Mark Doyle and Andy Curry, because Black Label had been doing some good shit and by all reports had been making money for them. They had a bunch of people hopping on board to read that Hellblazer book. Like people were like excited for having like a real Constantine book again. And that's apparently dead after issue 12 now, like the editor posted on Twitter today. Uh, I don't know if that fell under Black Label or not. That was the Sandman universe stuff. Yeah, I don't know if I they guess... were doing that or not. But yeah, still, like that is definitely a loss that because I, I hadn't started reading that Hellblazer book yet, but I'd heard good things about it. Yeah, it was it had been excellent up till issue eight, which is where the last issue that came out yeah. or it hit my comicsology the other day. So yeah, it's a mixed bag. Like there's now just as of today, they started announcing like yes, there are some books that are going to be coming to an end, but they're not necessarily. It's kind of weird because they're not saying like they've issued pencils down orders, which suggests that these were already like slated to cancel or to finish up or you know in november basically is when all these books are looking to finish and it's like young justice which brian michael bendis is writing which is has been a great book and i'm gonna miss what else hawkman which eh, has been middling never really hit its stride what were the other ones oh teen titans was one as well and that has not been a it's been an okay book but it's like 50 something issues in and like that's a decent run for a teen titans book it's a decent uh, run for it, any book these days, considering how often things get like bookended and start restarted. So yeah, and Suicide Squad, which I think is only going to be on like it maybe its tenth or twelfth issue by that time. But it's Suicide Squad has almost consistently had a book, at least one book, in some cases two, like for I would say at least the past like six or seven years. So I'm okay to have a period without a suicide squad for a bit. Like we're obviously going to fucking get one when the James Gunn movie comes out anyways. Yeah. I'm surprised they would cancel that with that movie, like basically on deck. Yeah. Why bother? Unless they're just wanted to do a new soft launch when that book came out or that movie. Which they have. I think, I think this, this was like the fifth suicide squad title that they've done. Like, you know, over like 30 years or something like that. Like since the Ostrander run, like back in the late 80s or that started in the late 80s, but still like five series, five or six series or something like that. So, yeah, the one that I'm totally okay with is them axing the editor in chief, Bob Harris, because he was reportedly the guy that was shielding a bunch of the fucking like assholes at DC, like Eddie Berganza uh, and also Scott Lobdell more recently. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So fuck him don't let the door hit you on the way out yeah yeah i can understand like the getting rid of the enablers of the boys club mentality and good i mean good and leaving two female editors formerly editors as the co-editors-in-chief right now or like interim editors-in-chief marie javins and michelle wells Um, I, i don't really keep really close track on like sort of the editorial side i'm more like writers and artists kind of thing but sure mary javins one of them has been spearheading sort of the digital efforts for dc which have been going pretty well and the other one has been spearheading like their young adult books which mm-hmm. apparently have been selling quite well and are sort of you know obviously aimed at like younger audiences and getting them engaged and uh you know basically just the gateway drugs getting them hooked at a young age yeah 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 as as <laughs> comics are similar to hair, heroin marijuana etc so yeah. there you go yeah yeah uh yeah well you know it's always like frightening to see something this like 
cataclysmic happening at DC and Marvel because it's like, is it the end for comics? And maybe one day it will be. Maybe comics will disappear one day. But until then, we we still got DC Comics. We still got Marvel. We're still good to go. There was a rumor at one point that Jim Lee was getting the can, and that turns out not to have been true. Um, and he actually came up today and said, like, we're not, you know, we're still in the business of publishing comics. We are sort of, you know, it's what they always say. They're like, we're restructuring so that we can focus on a smaller line of high quality books mm-hmm. rather than like sort of diluting with a bunch of like, you know, sort of middling books, which there have been some. So, yeah, I'm okay. Like, I'm okay with buying fewer comics every month and having them be of higher quality if that's actually what ends up happening. Yeah, exactly. I mean, having a lot of extraneous books and sometimes you often books that you want to buy but feel guilty not buying because they're not really like your thing, but it's like, oh, I really want to check out this X creator's run on this character, but you end up trade waiting it anyway because like you're you don't want to pick it up month to month. Because you're like not you're interested, but not that interested. But you want to support maybe a, a lesser known artist, but you want to, but you're shelling out the cash for something that you're already like for sure you're gonna like, like a Jeff Johns book or whatever it is. So yeah. Speaking of which, DC isn't doing you know th- they're still got some shit going on because Three Jokers sold like three hundred thousand copies or something like that. Which for those of you that don't know comic books is an insane publishing run. Yeah, it's a crazy number uh, for yeah. 2020, especially. So, so. that's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but I mean, like, all of this is there was going to be the other shoe dropping, considering they had to fucking stop publishing comics for two months. And, you know, this Time Warner AT&T merger, like, people were just had been waiting for the other shoe to drop for that for ages as well. So, like, it was going to yeah, happen. It, and it wasn't just DC that got, like, blasted either it was hbo and like big chunks of warner brothers like warner pictures or whatever you want to call like the movie division Mm -hmm. uh so it was like a lot of their creative agencies basically got kind of smacked so Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. all right well let's hope that the things keep on trucking along it over there and we can continue to get some superhero ips from from there even if it's fewer and further between all right next we have uh Another guy, another guy doing bad things. <laughs> Fucking Assassin's Creed creative director fired from Ubisoft oh, yeah. due to misconduct of a sexual nature. This was Ashraf Ismail, who he stepped down in June and he's been like officially fired and all that stuff. So even the video game industry is full of pieces of shit. So there you go. Yeah, that, those stories have been kind of filtering to the surface fairly regularly since the me too stuff started happening yeah everywhere else also so yeah, yeah. and it's like and especially in particularly in creative spaces like i don't i'm not a big assassin's creed fan so i don't know the level of involvement that this guy has in the the creation of the games or the fan base but it's like there's always I mean yeah. i don't I haven't played one of them since black flag i believe so i don't really mm, no yeah. yeah it's been a long time since i played one i bought one of the last ones, like Odyssey or something like that, because it was like super cheap, and I just never played it. So, mm-hmm. I, yeah. I'm not. I, I don't know about those games. I'm like, I played Assassin's Creed Two. I, I yeah, I played the original trilogy back in the day, but yeah, whatever. Yeah, that's uh, more shakeups at Netflix. The co-creators of Avatar: The Last Airbender have decided to leave 
the live action project that a lot of people were really excited about because it's the live action they wanted and not the M. Night Shyamalan disaster that we actually got. Because, <laughs> man, that was bad. I guess uh, they were looking for more money or looking for more resources from Netflix and Netflix just didn't deliver. At least that's what the claim was from the, the showrunners. And they wanted to make sure that they kept a level of quality that was in line with the Avatar franchise because the fan base is like rabid and we've been burned before. So I have noticed that the fan base is rabid. I have friends that are very into it and, I don't know. I can't say I have any experience whatsoever with this franchise. So I think it was one of those surprising franchises that like didn't pull its punches on on narrative and storytelling, but still was managed to keep kids engaged and entertained. Unlike the show we're going to be talking about today, Um, but it had a goofy (laughs) premise. Well, not a goofy premise. Like it had goofy characters that it kept itself light while still dealing with some really really heavy shit. And so both Avatar The Last Airbender and The Legend of Korra, the sequel series, were, are both pretty beloved. And although those two fan bases often are at odds with each other. so But I think people really just want to see a live action Avatar The Last Airbender and want to bury the Shyamalan film forever. <laughs> so hopefully they'll figure things out and they'll make a quality product. Maybe not with Netflix, maybe with somebody else. We'll see. We shall see. You shall see. I shall see. I will see. not. Yeah, you guys <laughs> probably not watch it. So, are you guys ready for more Tron starring Jared Leto? Aren't you excited? Yes, yes, but no. <laughs> yes, but no. Yes, but no. Thanks, I hate it. Uh, all oh. no for me. Thank you. Fuck. I love, I, Legacy was like one of my favorite movies of like the last decade. I fucking love that thing. Really? Yeah, I I love it. It looked it looked so good. It like the soundtrack was amazing. I yeah, I have a big soft spot for Tron Legacy, so I'm ready for more. I mean, Jared Leto, eh, I could take or leave, but I'm definitely ready for more Tron. I want to leave him by the side of the road forever. I want to leave him in a cardboard box and push him in the river. Just like leave him, leave him. I don't know. I don't know why anyone would think it'd be worth it to work with Jared Leto, but I mean, yeah, that's the if he promises to behave himself, I guess, then it's like I'm never fucking seeing this. Like after I've seen two of these movies, no, not happening. <laughs> and especially one with Jared Leto in it, no. Yeah. No, no, no. The first one had like they both kind of have their charms, but I was pretty Ugh, bored for both so, of the movies. I was gonna say they're so fucking boring. Like I, they look great, but like fuck a duck, are they boring movies? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I could watch Michael Sheen in Tron Legacy all fucking day long, but that's also like the scene that Daft Punk did their cameo in as well. Right, that scene was amazing. Daft Punk soundtrack and beautiful special effects will get you so far, but it's like. I don't know the, the the everything else about that these movies. I would sit through a Michael Bay Transformers joint again <laughs> before I sat through another Tron movie. So oh, fair, oh. yeah. It's not greenlit yet. It's like it's still in the development stage. So we'll see if it actually comes to pass. I mean, they've been talking about this sequel basically since the last movie came out. So yeah, I I have to hand it to Tron fans for like keeping this weird ass franchise alive in various forms i mean i've even like because of kingdom hearts there's a tron there are tron levels in kingdom hearts and like Mm -hmm. i found those 
the least engaging parts of those games, unfortunately. <laughs> but like, the, like the aesthetic was really good. You know, like the, it, it really does like that super expansive, almost creepy, endless uh, digital nightmare that is the Tron landscape is like kind of cool. I like yeah. the I, the aesthetic in theory, but in practice, they like I don't know. That's all always... it is is the aesthetic though. That's the yeah. problem with Tron. It's like Tron is all glitz, like all sizzle, no steak. Oh, yeah, so. I, I will I will agree with that to an extent. The Tron Uprising series that Disney did like eight or so years ago too was actually pretty solid too. And mm. if you want sort of more of that, uh, more of that world and that aesthetic, definitely check that out. Yeah, I feel like it reminds me a little bit of the Matrix world with like the Matrix when the the movies were taking a shit and then they had the Animatrix and there were so many cool ideas and yeah. cool things happening in the Animatrix and like oh yes this world has good ideas and people want to write about this really cool world but we're not going to make it into the main movies because we don't trust our audience to yeah give a shit about high concept sci-fi and therefore you get relegated to a digital miniseries or a collection of anime shorts in a film which is better than what we've put out except for the first matrix movie which you know still kicks ass but whatever mm -hmm. yeah and, and mark you can't tell me that uh, you didn't enjoy olivia wilde in skin tight le leather and latex there are other better movies that i can watch olivia wilde in <laughs> <laughs> that is fair that is fair. I would rather rewatch House. And I, that, oof. no. Oof. No. <laughs> oof. Big oof on that one. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, speaking of franchises back from the dead, Animaniacs is getting a reboot for Hulu. And it's coming in November. And I, as a huge Animaniacs fan, I believe I did mention it in my uh, top of my animated series ep in that episode. I am fucking not sure how to feel about this <laughs> because like animaniacs very much was a lightning in the bottle weird thing yeah. that happened in the early 90s which like i can't even i even struggle to describe what animaniacs is i was like trying to describe it to jihoon and it was like how do i what what even are these things these three things that are doing the havoc. I don't know. I don't know what they are, but that was one of the running gags, wasn't it? That like you never actually find out yeah. what species or creature or whatever they are. Yeah, they're just like tangentially cute, funny-looking things. Yeah. And then they have this bizarre cast of ancillary characters that never really cross over very often with the the main 3. And then yeah. I don't know. Animaniacs is great, and I am looking forward to maybe hoping that this will be as good as the original and still as funny. Because like I think the the original surprisingly does hold up pretty well. I, I went back and watched a few clips on YouTube to see if things were still funny, and Slappy Squirrel is still hilarious, and Pinky and the Brain <laughs> are still funny. So I don't know. We'll see. They can cut out Rita and Runt though. Nobody thought that was good. So get rid of it. Get rid of Rita and Rut. But they can put more Chicken Boo in instead. More Chicken Boo. Absolutely. <laughs> more Katie Kaboom. I wouldn't mind that either. Yeah. Like, Katie Kaboom for the TikTok generation. I love it. <laughs> like, she just has a meltdown online. I'm fine. That's great. Well, if, That's... if TikTok exists much longer. Ah, uh, yes. Because, yes, TikTok. Should we talk about TikTok? Because I don't... 
I don't know. I, I, don't, not, I don't think we're really a t- our audience are really TikTokers. Well, the only thing was that it was tangentially related to us because, well, kind of, because Tencent Games, whom I hate, fuck you, Tencent Games, might have been affected by this TikTok deal and the transactions between them, but they're not actually involved. But I was hoping that they kind of would be because that Tencent Pokemon game that's coming out needs to be quashed before it comes out, please. <laughs> I don't need Chinese spyware in my Pokemon games. Thank you very much. I probably already got that in my Pokemon Go. So, God yeah. damn it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, we'll see. All right, next. What do we have? What do we have? That's all I have. That's all I, I found this week. So, if you guys have anything else, please chime in. New York Comic Con got canceled. Surprise, surprise. Well, uh, it's going, going digital because it's in, like, October and... We're close enough that they're like, yeah, we just can't do it at this point. Even though New York's looking okay, but not great. Okay for the I U.S., mean, let's say. I mean, America is not looking yeah. ideal these days. So, <laughs> And they're not going to like set up a wall around uh, Manhattan or anything like that. So, No, yeah. no, not yet <laughs> anyway. That might happen at some point in the you know, near apocalyptic future, but yeah, <laughs> we'll see. And then the only other thing I had, yeah, I guess it's worth mentioning, is that there's a new Star Wars holiday special coming out this year, but it's Lego Star Wars. But ju- just worth noting because of the atrocity that was the original Star Wars holiday special. So I wonder if they're actually going to like, if they're going to reference it or anything or <laughs> I st- like, I, it's been done a million times, but it's almost like something we should do a watch along for or something at some yeah. point is that because it's like, it's bad. I've, I'll be our Christmas episode this year. Maybe I've seen it once and like, I dread watching it again. Oh, like, it's terrible. It's fucking awful. Like I've never, I, I've seen Harrison Ford not want to be in places <laughs> a lot. <laughs> But that may be like the original and best example of Harrison Ford looking like he would rather be anywhere on the planet yeah. than doing what he's doing during that fucking Christmas special. And in because of that, it's almost an unintentional comedy and watching Harrison Ford not want to be somewhere, which yeah. is kind of like the official sport of Harrison Ford now is just not wanting to be wherever he is. Not wanting to be in Star Wars particularly. But oh, like, God. Oh I'm my not God. cutting my fucking hair. Fuck you. I'm not cutting my hair. I'll come yeah. and do the fucking scene, but I'm not cutting my fucking hair. Oh, yeah. Unbelievable. I got this yeah. other stupid movie to do with a dog. Yeah. I'm doing this because Carrie died. I'm not doing it for any other yeah. reason. Fuck you guys. Yes. Yeah. Jesus. Oh. oh boy, poor Harrison. Which I'm pretty sure is exactly what the conversation. That I'm not even paraphrasing. That's not a paraphrase. That's a, a direct quote. <laughs> direct. <from Harrison laughs> you heard Ford. it here first, folks. Yeah, yeah, that's what he said. <laughs> um, <laughs> probably accurate. Yeah. Is that all you got, Tim? Yeah, pretty much. All right. So let's move into our geek of the week. Geek of the week. This is the portion of the show where we talk about the geekiest thing we did this week. Let's start with Mark. Mark, go ahead. I saw I went back and was playing War for Cybertron. I don't know, which is funny. Why? I don't know why. I don't uh, know because we're why. talking about the episode of that show this week because it's in the title. I can't. We can, it's not like it's a spoiler. It's not funny anymore. So like, yeah, I, I went back and started playing the game again because the remaster is on my PlayStation, and I was like, I'm bored and I want to play more Transformers bullshit. I kind of enjoy the game more than I enjoy the show now, which is problematic for me. So, 
<laughs> I would recommend if like War for Cybertron didn't sit super well with you and you want to go play a video game where you destroy things and see Dinobots, maybe play that game. Because yeah. it was it's actually fucking awesome. So I was disappointed that that was not where they stole more story points from let's just put it that way oh but they had plenty of story points we're not we're not talking about it yet we're not nope, talking about not it. yet not yet no uh and yet not quite enough somehow we'll get uh, there we'll, we'll get there. there i'll talk about it okay uh tim what was your geek of the week this week so along with a new house comes uh new house keys and alicia and i for years now had been eyeing have you guys ever seen the ads for those heroes armory keys uh no. they're keys that look like swords you oh fucking nerd. I fucking yeah. knew it. I knew it. You <laughs> oh fucking nerds. Oh. So we got there. They have uh, three uh, Zelda keys. One is uh, yep. Master Sword Hill. Uh, one has a Hylian shield and one is uh, shaped like the boss key. Yeah. And we also got the two Lord of the Rings ones that they have. We got the uh, one is Sting and one is uh, Andreal, uh the reforged sword that Aragorn gets. When they he- have a kingdom key they have the gun yeah. blade they have they got a oh bunch my of cool god stuff. Yeah. jesus christ what's the name again <laughs> it's called heroes armory and they, they make other stuff too but, but that's kind of what they started out doing was uh was these keys yeah it's it's pretty they're they're pretty neat they're hefty like you know they're definitely larger you know the bases of them are definitely larger than your normal kind of keys so you do have to be you know ready to have something extra in your pocket that's it'll be harder to lose them so there you go that's my that's my thing gunblade they've got a john snow sword they've got the i see the thundercat sword thundercat sword yeah Uh, yeah they've got uh, kylo ren lightsaber one they've got yeah bunch of neat stuff they've they've got a he-man sword yeah i was gonna say they got the he-man sword in there that's pretty cool all right fair enough i mean still nerd nerd but like (laughs) yeah cool yeah yeah all right, that's pretty cool. So, like, the kingdom key, like, is what's the practicality of using that center handle on that? That looks dumb. Well, that's Anybody? where, where oh, uh, Stora holds it when he's doing some of his more intense keyblade tricks. Like, that's where he holds it. And then he has the other two when he's like, wants to stab downwards or whatever. So, uh-huh. there's like, or when he's using it as a key. Yeah, he like he'll use the outside. Which is kind to turn of weird. It. Yeah, it yeah. is a keyblade for a key. So, this is actually weirdly the. This is also from the company that like invented gun blades, which like a gun <laughs> handle on a fourteen foot like knife, which is just the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. Listen, ever. I it's so. Final Fantasy VIII is my jam. I love it so much. Mm-hmm. The gun blade in particular was just oh, love it. Anyway, I don't know. so good. All right, so my geek of the week. So I have a phone now. Last week I got my phone. Yeah, we talked about it. We talked about yeah. it. So <laughs> yeah. this week, this week I got to play some actual Pokemon Go with a data plan, which means I got to walk around and catch Pokemon. And it was Enigma Week, which a lot of weird, mm-hmm. usually psychic Pokemon were popping up everywhere. And my favorite Pokemon of all time, Staryu, was potentially shiny this week. And I spent all week looking for one, and I did not get one. I got, <laughs> I got a shiny Solrock and a shiny Lunatone. So I'm, like, I'm not super bummed out because I did get shinies, but I did not get my shiny star you and it was a little bit heartbreaking but i did get to like actually go out into like the children's grand park which is near my house like uh juhun and i walk through there quite a lot just because it has a lot of nice walking paths and it's a, a haven for pokemon so i ended up checking like nearly 500 star you 
during this event and not a Jesus. single one was shiny. Yes, I was very hardcore about it and I got <laughs> nothing. I got nothing to show for it except for two floating rock shaped like celestial bodies, which is whatever. It's fine. They're fine, I guess. They're just not what I was looking for. So this week is Unova week and I can finally expand my po- Unova Pokedex because I like I was in lockdown and phoneless for like pretty much all of Unova except for the very initial launch of it. So yay, back to Pokemon Go because I'm a goddamn nerd. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, I've been playing it too. We've got a gym, an, an EX ray gym, no less, that's like right by our house. Yeah. That, that I can yeah. I can play from my like living room. Oh yeah, same here. We have a gym that's like the park that's right outside our window. And so my coworker and I, he's an instinct. He's team instinct. I'm team mystic. So we boot each other out of the gym on a regular basis. I'm uh, more shitty about it and I will do it at a moment's notice. As soon as I see that gym turn yellow, I'm like in there booting booting him out. So it's good times because I'm a nice person. I'm a good person. All right, so that was my Geek of the Week, and so we can move on to our meat of the episode. Energon-flavored meat. Mm. So this week, I I was tasked with hosting the Netflix original kind of series, Transformers War for Cybertron, which is based on a video game series. Nope, and, nope. No, none of this is books. right. Nope, it's actually literally just a toy. This is a whole original thing. This is just the toy line and this show. Oh, okay. Exciting, it's, right? But it has, <laughs> but it shares titles with other things. Yes, so it is confusing because there was a series of games by High Moon Studios about 10 years ago now called... It was Fall, Fall of Cybertron and War for Cybertron were the two games. And those are the games that I was playing this week. And the animation style looks close enough that like you could, you could th- believe that they were related. I was actually like playing through it this week and was like, I actually kind of, there's some of the character designs where I'm like, I like the more G1 inspired like siege character designs. Mm-hmm. But like in terms of like a actual Cybertronian like set of characters that don't look like earth vehicles at all. Yeah. The, the, the high moon stuff looks a little better, but yeah, this is a separate thing. I think they just, I mean, that's a good name. War for Cybertron is one of those names you're probably going to hear in Transformers media a lot. So I, I know it was confusing when they started it, but here we are completely separate thing though so it's a it's a trilogy of transformers things that they're doing which starts with this one which is obviously siege war for cybertron and then the next one will be Earthrise, which will be i guess chapter two and then they've already announced chapter three is going to be kingdom and they'll be integrating beast wars characters into season hey, three beast wars. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, we'll so talk about it talk about it oh my god yeah, we'll get there yeah. we'll get yeah. there so i went through the list of Transformers and list of Transformers animated series. And there are a shit ton of series. Yeah. <laughs> Generally, they are integrated with one of the toy lines and their quality has fluctuated throughout the years. I mean, let's, we can be completely honest here. Like Transformers has never really had like a good, a hundred percent good series. The original series is at best unwatchable in 2020. <laughs> yeah. If you're not a child, like most follow up like stuff that they've done the last couple of years, like like the Titans stuff, uh, like the Combiner Wars machine, I think animation that Rooster Teeth Rooster Teeth did this yeah. one too, but like the last set of animations that Rooster Teeth did that were like Power of the Primes and I think Combiner Wars were the two that they had just done were like just like not very good, like yeah. cool toy designs, but like the the 
cartoons weren't very good. I remember watching like Armada and Energon back in the day, like early yeah. 2000s, because I was reading the comics at that point, and mm-hmm. they were not very good either. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, the, the Unicron trilogy was also like another one that was not great. So that's, uh, it would be Armada, Energon, and Unicron, I think were the three different yeah, I series. Gave up. That I gave under. up before Unicron for sure. Yes, yeah. and I'll, most people did. Like, I'll, it's... It's one of those weird things where, like, I mean, Transformers is Transformers. It's a toy line that is cool and, like, kind of works as a comic book and occasionally works as an animated series. I think it actually works best as a fucking video game franchise now. So there's it that. It works best as a fucking toy line, to be honest. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. like, as a as a TV show, it's had, I mean, middling results. So yeah. I'm grading this one on a curve where I'm happy <laughs> with this. Yeah. But I could see where, like, if you weren't a fan of Transformers and didn't have to suffer through the rest of this shit, yeah. you'd be like, wow, there's not enough plot to fit six episodes of 22-minute shit in here. What yeah. is going on? I think, so the reason I wanted to bring up this list is I see, like, the the ebbs and flows and the, the crests and troughs of the Transformers franchise based on, like, who's decided to take this creative IP and run with it. And, like, obviously, Transformers Generation 1 is yes unwatchable garbage right now um it is it does have 80 percent of it is 80, yeah yeah. 80, 80%, yeah there's like yeah. you could probably watch about like 10 episodes in the movie and be like wow that's, that show was probably pretty fucking good wasn't it like well no no no, no. Yeah. that's like literally the best <laughs> stuff that i gave you right right yeah there. yeah yeah and so we've had the the beast wars era um with gobots in between <laughs> we had uh robots in disguise the unicron trilogy which is what tim was talking about with armada energon and cybertron Transformers animated the aligned continuity, which is where they went real hard into more like kids territory with yeah. mm-hmm. um, prime rescue bots and Transformers go exclamation point. You know, it's going to be a kids show with a go exclamation point. So <laughs> yeah, those were, those were dark times too. Like go. some of those, yeah. some of those shows were tough sits. Like I remember Transformers prime wasn't as bad as some of the other ones. Yeah. It felt more, it had a little bit of a darker tone to it, but it was still very clearly like we are targeting seven year olds. Yeah. And we're trying to get much. them to buy transformer toys and stuff yeah so that they won't be able to actually transform oh my god so <laughs> the, the, the unicron that like the one that we've talked about before on i the saw podcast, that takes an hour <laughs> it takes a fucking hour to get it from robot mode to like planet mode i Honestly, was like for 600 bucks it better give me a fucking hour's worth of entertainment yeah too because right? you gotta go back and forth right like <laughs> absolutely absolutely and then i completely agree but i was just like when i saw that the guy was like yeah, it's gonna take it it's an hour-long youtube video watching me transform this i was like <laughs> holy shit that's great like put a fucking day aside to play with your new unicron toy i guess well, right w- well you should i mean that sounds yeah, fair. you have to make if an entire planet destroying campaign to, yeah. yeah, if you bought a two foot tall, six hundred dollar piece of plastic, you probably should spend some time with it. I guess, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, spend a weekend. Why not? Like, get, I mean, I still, it. I still want one because, like, it's it'd be a great drawing reference, but also it would, it. I mean, you you get a glass crazy. of wine, you put on some Stan Bush, and yeah. you know, <laughs> just like stare at it, <laughs> yeah, stare at it for two hours, yeah. to keep all your dreams, <laughs> whatever. Anyway. There it uh, is. <laughs> Yeah, and then after that was the the Rooster Teeth stuff, the Combiner Wars, Titans Return, and Power of the Primes, and yeah. Transformers Cyberverse, which is a terrible title. And yeah, now a terrible we, series too, just overall. Yeah, and <laughs> now yeah. we have entered into our current iteration of Transformers, which is the War for Cybertron. So before we get into what you thought of this, what like what are your like 
Transformers memories that you actually like? Like, which animated series are you, like, down to clown with? Because, yeah, Tim. I, I do own the original series in the movie on DVD. I don't rewatch them particularly regularly. Um, but yeah, there are, there's good shit in there, and I have a lot of nostalgia for them. Um, I did have... Transformers were like one of the biggest like toy collections I had as a kid. I didn't have like a shit ton or anything like that, but like I had a good number. And there's one point where like one of my buddies was like getting rid of all his, and so I like gave him twenty bucks, and he gave me like fucking Scorponok and Six Shot and a bunch of other like fucking awesome Dope. like yeah that I still have and, and a fu- and a fucking Omega Supreme. So like I, I definitely have a lot of nostalgia for the G one. I might have watched a little bit of Beast Wars when it was on like YTV fucking like every day. Yeah. And uh, yeah, like in the early nineties I was hanging out with a couple people that were like super into fucking Transformers. And so I got like kind of contact back into it for a little bit. And I read like some of like the was it Dreamwave and then IDW books, yeah. which now I would be perfectly happy to offload. Hey Mark, want some Transformers comics? I have most of those probably. <laughs> so and I bought like some of the newer toys at that point as well. But like I don't have I I don't have the same like connection to that era as I do to G1. So pretty much just G1. Yeah. And Mark, well how has Transformers ripped your heart out repeatedly in the course of a, <laughs> well, I mean, a like, decade or two? I, I, I've had to come to accept that, like, first of all, it's not a franchise that is directed at me anymore, right? And that's why I was excited for this show, because it looked like it was going to be a more mature take on things, because I was assuming it was going to be more like the, sh- the game, which you played the f- those, didn't you, like on PS3? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, they were a little bit more like... I mean, it's yeah. fucking teen, teenage storytelling, right? Like, it's young adult shit. But, like, they're a little bit more, like, grim and gritty and that kind of thing. So they worked a little bit better for me. But, yeah, like, I was a big G1 guy growing up, obviously. Like, I was fucking crazy for Transformers as a kid. Still am. Like, I love drawing them and stuff. Uh, I still collect some of the figures. Like, I'm really big on these. Like, these Siege figures, because they're so G1-inspired, I'm very, like, on board with them. I've got a, a, a couple of them boxed up somewhere around here. Mm-hmm. But I've watched it a little bit. Like, I'll go and pick into Transformers stuff when launches kind of thing. So I've watched a little bit of everything. Some of the shows I will stick with longer than others. Like, I think I watched more of Prime than I had anything else for years at that point. Cause like I got burned by the Unicron trilogy, like the, the Armada trilogy by Armada basically. And like, I'd started buying comics by that point. Like tra- Transformers to me now is more of a comic book thing. Like I read the IDW books I got back into it in a big bad way when Dreamwave came out and like all that art was coming out, the Pat Lee art. I mean, all that shit, whatever the fucking controversy was about those Dreamwave books and Pat Lee being a scumbag and this, that, and the other thing, notwithstanding, it was that art that brought me back in as a Transformers fan big time, like in the early 2000s, to the point where I went in and talked to IDW when they started launching the books to work on those books, because I've always drawn Transformers as like... That's my favorite thing to draw. Well, one of my favorite things to draw. So when we were doing pages in those early days when I was going to cons all the time, I did go talk to the IDW guys about working on Transformers and like drawing a book for them and stuff. So I like Transformers a lot. And so I forced the boys to watch this. (laughs) (laughs) And now they're angry at me. So (laughs) I can feel it in the room. Angry is... uh, eh, I wouldn't say angry. I was more like... So when I, I am a big Beast Wars fan. Oh, yeah. Like, and like we, you and I watch Beast Wars. That is one of those things that we should. Yeah. Because like yeah, we, we watched Beast started Wars watching together. it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it's Transformers. I, like, I have to watch this because I'm obsessed with this stuff. And I got Paul into Beast Wars because of that. So Yeah. Yeah. And it was like 
more I think it was on in on Saturday afternoon, not Saturday afternoons, like Friday nights sometimes. Like it was in the it evening depended. sometimes. Yeah, uh, it, the premieres would happen like on weekend evenings, and then like you would get like the the kind of cartoon run. Like every morning, we could watch Beast Wars before school or something like right. that. Right. So. Yeah, and we and it was on two different schedules because we had Beasties in Canada and Beast Wars in, and because we were right on along the border, we got W American stations. Fox. Yeah, I remember Channel Twenty on cable, mm. and we could watch Beast. Wars if it was on on Saturday mornings. And that's like literally the only difference to those shows was like just the title card was Beasties in Canada and then like yeah. it, it said they said Beast Wars in the States. It was ridiculous. Yeah, so. And all the other ancillary media you would see like the comic book didn't change its name up here. Like it was still a Beast Wars comic book yeah. in Canada. So like all, I think the toys were Beast Wars toys still too because like, yeah. it's Transformers Beast Wars basically. So I'm pretty I remember sure those it's toys like... looked so fucking flimsy and cheap and stupid. They the did, Beast Wars yeah. toys in particular. They didn't get good toys till they started doing the Masterpiece ones in the last couple mm. of years. Uh, some of the Masterpiece Beast Wars toys are actually toys that I want to pick up. Like the Megatron and the Dinobot from Beast Wars are both mm-hmm. amazing looking and $500 a piece. What so was like, Megatron in Beast Wars? Optimus T-Rex. was... Okay, all oh, right. Yeah, because Optimus was the gorilla. Yes, and they do a nice little homage to this, that Megatron in this show because, like, right at the top, he says he does the yes kind of thing. So yes. I, I thought Paul would appreciate that. Like right that, at the beginning, he says yes. He, yes. There were callbacks to the fabulous purpleness of the Beast Wars Megatron, who yeah. I really do like a lot as a character because he was camp. He was, but still my favorite pretty Megatron imposing, actually. For yeah, sure. yeah, and, he's an awesome Megatron. Yeah, I wish that a lot of the characterization from Beast Wars had somehow ma- made it into this series, but this is not the series that we were going to get because it was really serious. So let's talk about what we thought about War for Cybertron. Let's start with Tim's first impressions. What did you think? Liked it, didn't love it. Yeah, that's about right. Look, looked pretty good, but I was I found it wanting in some of the story areas. I will say it it looked good from a character design kind of point of view, but there was some of the animation that was real janky, uh, like every once in a while. Yeah, the environments were a little weird. Yeah, so it was mixed bag. I'll yeah. say. How about you, Mark? What were you, how how did you feel when you were watching this? I'm actually in the same boat where I was like, I liked it, but like I was like, there's some serious problems here. But like compared to some of the stuff that I've endured in the Transformers <laughs> franchise, and like. You guys haven't really seen the Michael Bay movies, right? I've the first seen couple, one, and I've okay. seen. Uh, I saw a bit of one of the Mark Wahlberg ones, and I watched Bumblebee, which is really good. Bumblebee's excellent. Okay, that's that's different. But like, I'm talking about like the real Michael Bay ones. No, I would watch this a hundred times back to back rather than ever see any of those movies ever again. Like that's where I'm at with this. Like those movies are so bad that when I'm watching this, I'm like. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I got problems and like, yeah, it's I don't know how they didn't manage to have enough story to fill six episodes of 22 <laughs> minutes. Like, this is baffling. But like, even then, this is still better than any of those fucking movies. So it's I'm definitely, here for it. Yeah, <laughs> it definitely felt more obviously more true to Transformers than any of the Michael Bay movies. Let's get that out of the yeah. way. They are Those movies are not really Transformers movies. They The Transformers could be literally any other thing. Any yeah, other thing. It's, it's it's a fucking kaiju movie branded yeah. as Transformers. Yeah, mm-hmm. basically. And so this being 
particularly like yes it's on cybertron it is these characters it yeah. is it, it was on the surface giving us everything we really wanted from a transformer series and then it just fell flat in its delivery overall that was my my takeaway too was that like the pieces were all there to make a really good series but there was just like i don't think it was rooster teeth who did this yeah it was a combination of a couple people oh, hold on they, they produced it but like they i think they have, they have an animation studio right that they yes. kind of work with that you know isn't like rooster teeth staff but yeah i don't think they are particularly good at like narrative plot heavy stuff i mean there was just a, a video that came out from one of my favorite youtubers h bomber guy and he did a whole thing on rooster teeth's series ruby like a two-hour breakdown of how it was a failed project overall and like it's just maybe they're just not very good storytellers there or something i always thought it was kind of funny that rooster teeth became like this big name in animation when like they did red versus blue yeah which is like a machinima goof off series yeah. like i know them primarily for that dude's rage quit videos that's my favorite Rooster yeah. thing ever and i wish they i wish he felt still fucking did them even though he probably would have had an aneurysm at some point yeah absolutely and like some of the rooster teeth people are like like podcasters that i listen to or like yeah. creatives that i've like followed off onto like twitter or this that and the other thing and all seem like cool people but like i something about the way they do their animation stuff. And I was, this is why I was leery about this show going into it because like I had watched powers of the prime and Titans return and all that, those other machinima series that they had done, like web series that they had done. And I was like, yeah, those are not ideal. And yeah. like, maybe they get, I was hoping a bit, a bigger budget would kind of lift it this a little bit. And it did actually like it, it these are better than those, but at the yeah. same time, they're still not like, I don't know. The magic's not there to me. Like it doesn't like, I don't know. There's no, fr there's I no almost light. want Transformers to feel frenetic at all points. Like, Again, that's part of my problem with these. Like the cartoon and the, the original cartoon and even Beast Wars to a certain degree and like the movie have this like breathless pace all the time. And this show is the polar opposite of that, where it's just yeah. like, we're going to ponder through this war. And it's like, well, let's yeah. not do that, guys. Because like it's giant fucking robots shooting at each other. Like, <laughs> yeah. Can they transform and shoot at each other, please? Yeah, can we have yeah. less robots talking to each yeah. other? <laughs> so, yeah. With with poorly animated faces. Like, like the, yes. the faces are like the worst animated part. And that's what we spend the most fucking time looking at. Oh, it's it was it's very strange. Just yeah. strange decisions altogether. So yeah. Yeah, like, yeah definitely. All the all the pieces are there. They just didn't put them together right. Yeah, for sure. It's like they, they failed at transforming a transformer. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how that works. Even the animation failed at transforming. Tra like it looked like the transformers explode and then reassemble when yeah. they were showing the transformation. I was actually. I don't want to get into like super fucking shitting on these guys because like <laughs> they really work hard on this and stuff. But I literally learned how to rig and animate in Blender this week, and I did a like a Optimus Prime like C. I did the Siege Optimus Prime. Like I took every piece apart and I modeled it right, and then I put yeah. it all together. And then I rigged it so that it would transform. Mine looks better than what they were doing. And it's snappier. And I was like, how the fuck did like, this happen? This is my first fucking time doing this. Oh, my God. I don't. Okay. It's the name of the show, guys. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be able to show the Transformers. 
transforming. What I love is that they at least distract you from that by using the sound, right? Like they do like... Or they show it entirely off camera or yeah, like or in, in the midst of all. a fucking dust cloud or some yes, shit. There's like, a lot cool. of that. There's a lot of hiding. Like you can yeah. tell. I was, yeah. I was, that was my big like takeaway. I'm like, yeah, we're going to go do this thing. Like we're transformers. We're going to go do a thing. Let's all walk there. I was like... Yeah, that was weird. They're just like <laughs> taking a stroll because... <laughs> I guess that's and, and it doesn't even seem like it would be easier to animate. They just like they were committed to this pace, which yeah. this pace and this atmosphere that they are constantly in with like this constant fucking drone in the background where it's just like it feels like the slower parts of Tron or something constantly <laughs> like it's boring it's like yeah, it's white it noise that puts me to sleep yeah <laughs> i was just really i was really struggling to to stay focused on the show because i could feel myself drifting a lot when i was watching it yeah. there's definitely times i was like looking at my phone and then like realize oh i haven't been watching it for like five minutes and i have yeah, to like skip okay. back I listen to the, the dialogue again and, yeah. and then, or it would get to one of the action sequences and be like oh i should actually watch this i had a specific like i sat down and watched this the first time i watched it because i was hyped i'm like i want to sit down and like watch transformers right so i sat down start watching transformers and i was like into like the second or third episode and i'm like man i've been on instagram for like right <laughs> yeah and this was, is me, you know what I mean? Like, I'm sitting there with my little fucking War for Cybertron, Optimus, and Megatron. Like, ah, fuck, yeah, like, <laughs> let's fight. But I'm, I'm watching the show, and I'm like, oh, man, why didn't they just steal fucking robots in disguise and do that again? Like, what? They, it's yeah. With better ah, fucking character models. Yeah, with better character models. Like, that's, mm-hmm. I just, I don't, I have this thing where everybody, like, wants to put their little, like, spin on Transformers lore, and I get it. Like, you want to have your own little fingerprint in there. I'm like, but we've never had G1 done right. Even G1 was not done right. Like, it was all kinds of horseshit. You know what I mean? Just do it right once. Yeah. Like, that's kind of what I'm hoping Earthrise is, is a little bit more like a fun cartoon, like, adventure show. Yeah. Because if we're going to keep it this plot, I, oh, I mean, I'm going to watch it because I'm a fucking glutton for punishment and I love these toys. But, like, yeah. I'm not making you guys watch it at that point. You know what I mean? Well, let's talk about the plot for a second because I was like intrigued by the concept, but the execution was just like not super great. So we've got Megatron and Optimus Prime, and they had been allies previously. And I don't know if this is comic book stuff or video or whatever lore. I don't care. It doesn't matter. This is but. all new. Like, this is new lore anyway. Like, this yeah. is their own. There were definitely some flashbacks in G1 to this. Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Like, there's stuff in here that, like, harkens back to that, but that continuity doesn't matter. This is new continuity, so. Yeah, so they were somewhat allies, like brothers, back in the day, along with Ultra Magnus. They were, like, a triumvirate of, like, leaders in the... the Cybertronian culture, you could say. And so there, I guess the Decepticons and Autobots existed as a tiered caste system, and the Autobots forced the Decepticons into servitude. I guess it's very unclear. But like in in more older like Transformers stuff, it's the Quintessons that kind of divvy them up that way, and that's what the revolt happens. And what usually like the story is that like the Decepticons revolt to get the Quintessons off the planet, and when they do that, Megatron realizes he just really likes power. And they become uh, like the Decepticons that we know and love and hate and yeah. go on like the big tyrannical, like, I'm going to galactic conquest horseshit yeah. kind of thing. So that's that's supposed to be the backstory, I yeah. guess. Yeah. 
but they never explicitly give it to you. Well, yeah. see, that's the thing. I think that ship at the end is the Quintessons showing up because there is a Quintessons pack of figures that have come out for Earthrise. So I think the Quintessons are factoring into this. So this is the thing. We get spoilers from the toys. You know what I mean? Like, I can kind of piece together the plot now because I've seen this yeah. and I know what toys are coming out. I'm like, oh, okay. I understand how this is going to work now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, they are introducing Quintessons next season. So. Yeah. I assume that's the kind of the general plot that we're going with. Yes. And like, so the three of them work together with Alpha Trion, I guess. They didn't really specify Prime and Magnus, or yes, Prime and Magnus worked with Alpha Trion for sure. Oh, though. wait, yeah. the Quintessons are those stupid fucking floating head things, aren't they? Yes, yeah, yeah. guilty oh, or God. innocent. God innocent. Spare me this mockery of justice. Wait a minute. I'm just going to do the whole fucking movie if we do it this way. <laughs> Let's not do this. Not do that. So. Adding this layer of maybe the Decepticons aren't so bad after <laughs> all, kind of Xavier versus Magneto kind of garbage. I don't know. It, it really wasn't working for me that For me, much. As, as a giant Decepticons fan, I'm like, oh, I could kind of sympathize with them, so I'm on board. Let's do it this way. Well, <laughs> I was the same way, yeah. Because then only Starscream's a complete piece of shit. And like, well, I mean, and Shockwave. Shockwave's always a monster, but that, that doesn't count. You know what I mean? So I could at least and look Soundwave. at like Soundwave. No, Soundwave's fine in this. He's been, he doesn't do anything. He, he tries to warn much. Megatron about like not doing what Shockwave wants to do at one point. Because he's like, <laughs> most of the fucking planet runs on Autobot shit. If we do this, we're going to fuck ourselves up too. And Megatron's like, well, fuck this. I want to kill Optimus Prime. So like, let's do it. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's just a weird dynamic. So... And they also paint Prime as pretty, like, gray and ambiguous, too. Like, because yeah. you get the feeling like, oh, all Prime has to do is just, like, go to the table and, and, like, fucking bargain with Megatron. And he could stop this war and stop all his friends dying. But instead, they're, like, painting him as, like, this obsessive ideologue. Like, he's unable to accept any compromise and, like regardless of the we see like ratchet's place and like his all the fucking autobots that have been like killed and maimed and yeah primes like fucking like glory war or whatever and like i don't i don't want this yeah and i was particularly annoyed because like the character i i don't know if she's new alita one no she's she she existed in g1 but like she was in like three episodes yeah sure She they they give her a big expanded role as like the second in command after Ultra Magnus turns tail and goes over to the Decepticons for like kind of not really. And well, I mean, like he does, time. and then he dies. So yeah, I was yeah, happy fine. with that. Ultra yeah. Magnus is a boring character, so like Ultra Magnus is always like the worst. So he's <laughs> yeah. kind of like our the Autobots version of Starscream, where it's like, ugh, fucking Ultra Magnus. <laughs> no, no, no. See that that's different. You like Starscream. Yeah, I do like Starscream. He's fun to watch. Uh, Ultra yeah. Magnus is never fun to watch, ever, no. ever, ever. So that part of the plot I was okay with. Yeah, but Alita One is is a relatively good voice of reason throughout the show. She's like, well, we have to actually consider the the physical things that we have here, and like we have to, you know protect the Ark, and we have to do things that are going to keep us alive today, because we I have to think about the day-to-day stuff, and Optimus Prime is very like, well, fuck you, bitch, I'm gonna go do this AllSpark <laughs> thing, and you're, I'm just kind of like, it's a, this, this, the ideologue Optimus Prime, that's what they're going for, seems to me just as villainous as Megatron, and it's like yeah. all the other Autobots who are trying to make Optimus's vision work are the real MVPs of the the story. I generally like Optimus Prime as character, like Optimus Primal 
in Beast Wars was very practical and he was I- idealistic, but it made sense. This is nonsensical. He just like will be like, oh, Megatron's going for the Allspark, which we don't even know really exists. But if he's going for it, then I'm definitely going to find it. Definitely. And it's just like, <laughs> wait, how did we get from here to here? I don't, I don't yeah. understand what's going on. Like, calm down. Let's like, yeah. and in spite of that, it still feels thin. And so, like, I don't know what's going on with this series sometimes when it comes to, like, the execution of the storytelling. I don't know. It was just, it felt like weird delivery to me a lot of the time. It was like, everybody, yeah. we're all going to stand around and talk. And, like, you can kind of do stand around and talk when there's people acting. But, like, it's animated. And none of these voice actors are in the same room. Yes. And also, these are robot faces that are not going to emote as much as <laughs> even like animated animated faces so it's like the reason why the original show is an action show is because these are giant robots mm-hmm. not shakespeare characters yeah. so oh yeah i think you have to do like i think the problem is like you have to kind of do if you want to do this drama you have to do it with the backdrop of action like there has to be constantly something going on animatedly you know what i mean in terms of like like animation they have to be doing these scenes while they're driving or fighting or doing something to this them standing around having these conversations makes it feel like boring game of thrones yeah yeah with robots and on top of that something i wanted to mention was the very few times that they attempt humor in this show is really awkward okay so is it yeah when is episode two where the decepticons ambush the autobots and then impactor his arm is just there and they're like fucking playing with his arm and it's just like, Oh, impactor's dead. And it's super dramatic, but they're just, his arms just flopping around or whatever. And it's just like, what tone are they going for in <laughs> yes. this scene? Was this supposed to be like, cause they, they would do that in beast wars where they would have people's body parts, especially waspinator. Waspinator was like the, the comedy. We're going to blow <laughs> him up. Fault, yeah. Yeah. Or tarantulas was often that guy too. Wasn't it uh pterosaur too like they would just do awful things yeah yeah, the pterosaur was the star screen but they would often have his head like just fly off because yeah yeah. (laughs) and so i think that they had moments where they wanted to capture that but they forgot that they were doing like a massive shakespearean drama starring (laughs) robots and so when they try to do something funny i'm just like what show am I watching? Yeah, it was yeah, it was a little uneven. It was a little uneven in tone. Yeah, that was my cons- like one of my biggest concerns too. Was I just could never pin down who they were targeting this fucking series at? Yeah, like it seems a bit too dark and broody for kids. Mm-hmm. But it's pretty tame if they're trying to direct it at like our generation that grew yes. up with G one. You know, now we're in our like early like fucking late 30s early 40s we've just come off of like fucking almost all of us watch like game of thrones and shit like that like what we want is fucking game of thrones with transformers at this point yeah. not like watered down like yeah so i was thinking about that in terms of the 1986 movie where uh the decepticons fucking ruin the autobots at the beginning of the movie and you see them like burning from the inside out with the smoke coming out of their eyes and mouth yeah. and the the uh, the violence in war for cybertron is so I don't want to say bloodless in comparison, but bloodless. I actually was, when I was watching the show, I remember thinking to myself, yeah, yeah, I was like, I don't understand how like in the 1986 movie, which is like the worst fucking possible idea they ever had like for the franchise, where like, we're going to kill all these characters <laughs> in horrific manner. 
like that's the tone I want for like a Transformers show. I don't know why I have to keep saying this. Like, <laughs> I am your biggest fan, Transformers people. This is like I watch this shit. I buy your toys. I play your video games. I buy your comics. Like, fucking go talk to the IDW guys. Mm. They do consistently yeah. good Transformers storytelling. I so I'm just like, why does this like just kind of fall flat for me? It's so depressing when all they need to do is just hit that tone of the first half an hour of the movie where it's just like you only have six episodes. So if you fucking mutilate a bunch of these characters, oh, well, they're just nameless drones that are going to be toys, right? right? Blow them the fucking smithereens and, yeah. you know, do it like the the movie did. Yeah. Give it some fucking proper con- you know, consequences and way. Yeah, like give it and, some teeth and yeah. like give it a little bit of edge. And like it's like it baffles me that the closest we've ever gotten to like that kind of sequence is those Michael Bay movies. And that's so over the top, like our edgelord shit that it's not that's not entertaining it's yeah. the middle of the road that that first half of the transformers 1986 movie has that i'm like that's golden transformers that's what i want from like war for cybertron or like from this series or whatever and like that's why i kept i went back to the video game because i'm like i got that feeling from the high moon games mm-hmm. was that just me having nostalgia so i went back and like grabbed the game and i loaded it up and i'm sitting there playing and i'm like nope this works they should have just stolen this plot. And it feels like they kind of did, but they didn't do it right. So, like, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, and there's also just like, at this point, like this story felt somewhat formulaic as well in terms of a star or a fucking Transformers story. It was like, oh, the AllSpark is like the big fucking MacGuffin. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the Bay movies. That's G1. That's like yeah. every fucking. Well, the AllSpark's actually just, just, the bay movie like they don't it's usually the matrix like g1's right, the matrix the only matrix. after the movie right like yeah, it's yeah. only in, because of the movie but yeah. like yeah they, the the macguffin that gets introduced in all these movies like or in all these shows and this is like they do this all the time now like armada had a macguffin and like yeah everything has a macguffin now yeah. and like, sometimes it's dark energon sometimes it's you know some protocol like, and they pulled a couple of those in this where like they got the alpha trying protocols yeah. and they've got the the matrix of leadership is apparently around because it's in the toy yeah. i know optimus has it inside him because i have it yeah so there's that and then like you know it's all this other stuff it's like what it was it's mcguffin palooza whereas yeah. like the original series didn't have any of that it was just like these are the bad guys and they're really nasty and, and these they are have the good these, guys yeah and they have these yeah. plots and the Autobots are here to follow the them. plots. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like they're, they're all they're out to do is get energy so they can continue their war. Like that's the whole like Decepticon yeah. thing when they get to earth. So yeah. like that should be the plot. All this other extra stuff. I'm like, Oh, and, like, I, and that's the thing about beast wars is that when it finally got into referencing G1 near like way near the end, when mega, that mega beast wars, Megatron destroys, Optimus Prime in the Ark, and they find the Ark, and they like he fucking massacres the sleeping Optimus Prime, and you're like, holy shit, this got real. It was earned over the course of like two seasons. Yeah. Whereas this is like, there's so many big ideas thrown at you all at once that they all seem to feel pretty small when it comes to like, yes, we have the All Spark, the Alpha Trion protocols, which just stop being a thing. Like Bumblebee has them, and then he loses them because of the virus, and then yeah, that becomes a MacGuffin to make Bumblebee not a prick. I <laughs> yes. guess, yeah. I guess, like that's the the whole point of that. It makes him the last Jedi of the Autobots, right? It's like yeah, thousands of generations of Autobots live in you now. Yeah, <laughs> Bumblebee. Yeah. 
Yep. <laughs> that and then, but then they drop that plot line like a hot potato, and then I assume they, that that plot line's coming back next year. Like that's going to fall more into like Earthrise, like the sequel yeah. series, for, because yeah, I don't yeah, know. yeah. That so, did, that did not pay off for sure. Yeah, it no, did not pay off yet. It may, yeah. it may not. But like, instead of using the Alpha Trion protocols to save the day, we get a fan servicey Omega Supreme cameo who shows up at the save the day which like i'm yeah. there for omega supreme showing up because because yeah. like that's old school shit and i love it but like yeah it's a <laughs> it, little it, like it, hand wavy just like hey everybody we're gonna solve this problem by like one of those guardians is gonna come back and change his mind yeah, yeah. that's not a deus ex machina <laughs> i don't know no literally god from the machine <laughs> it definitely is but holy shit like that thing was imposing as fuck. Like, I feel like that was one of those situations where, like, how big do we make this guy? And they, like, put the models beside each other, and then somebody's like, nah. Make him, like, two or three times bigger than that. Yeah. <laughs> and then it just kept going until we got to that point. I'm, I'm like, that moment was pretty amazing. Scaling in Transformers has never been consistent, so, like, let's, yeah. like, that's fine. So they can make Tryon as big, or, not Tryon, Omega Supreme as big as they want to make him at that point, because yeah. it doesn't fucking matter, really. Yeah. I mean, it's... <laughs> It was. I was fine with Omega Supreme showing up because I like at that point I wasn't particularly invested in any of the storylines like that were going mm-hmm. on. They had by that point already dropped the Alpha Trion protocols and like the All Spark was already there. So it's like okay. So if you want to bring Omega Supreme in now, cool. At least that like gives us when Alita stays behind to fight for Cybertron. At least they, it's not going to be a completely one sided battle in favor of the Decepticons because that's really what like it, they were leaving her in a pretty hopeless situation there. But, hey, Jetfire stayed. Jetfire is uh, awesome. Jetfire stayed. Yeah. Jetfire, and I like that. Yeah. I did. I like the Jetfire storyline. That was one of the ones that I thought worked pretty well. Uh, yeah. you know, him, him infiltrating the, the Decepticons, the seekers. I thought yep. that worked. I like see like him and impactor, like the two turncoats, the two Decepticon yeah. turncoats were the two most interesting characters. Yeah, and like I've yeah. never even like given a sh- I've never even heard of Impact. I like I've heard of Impact before, obviously, but he's never been like a main character in any of the series that I've watched. So like mm-hmm. him suddenly getting all this focus, I was like, oh, that's cool. They're actually yeah. dragging somebody new up a little bit, as opposed to just like this could have been very like all G one characters, and I would have been completely fine if they didn't introduce me to anybody new. But like the fact that they were like, oh, we have this guy that we like, and we we're gonna give you Impactor and kind of do stuff with him, as was opposed he, to just was he Constructicon or no, he's um. Oh, he was one of the wreckers. He's a, it's a Decepticon. Sub-group. Oh, okay. So it's 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 it gets there's a lot of those. It gets complicated because it's yeah. just toys. Right? I know. It's I had like a everything. bunch of the combiners. Yeah. Well, I mean, like the combiners. Yeah. That's what I'm. I was like hoping for that kind of stuff in here because they yeah. have they don't have any combiners in this toy line yet, but yeah. they do have. I know next like Earthrise there is a Scorponok that came out. So oh, I'm nice. like, yeah. we might see Scorponok in like Metroplex and shit next yeah. in the next one. And so then, yeah, in Earthrise. Cool. Yeah. yeah. But they never, well, I mean, they never make it to Earth in G1, but uh, the stuff that they, I thought the Metroplex. stuff they showed with uh, them was back on Cybertron was like in. I don't, I, I can't remember anymore. It's been yeah. a while since I watched season three because I'm pretty sure Metroplex, I thought they built Metroplex on Earth to replace Autobot City. And that was the mm, point of that maybe. character. Maybe. And then I thought Trypticon was on Earth at one point. That might be an alien world that they fight on, though, because like I don't. Yeah. Season three is a mess. Like season three is <laughs> hard to sit through. So, yeah. Yeah. Season three was like, how can we sell more expensive toys, bigger, yeah. more expensive toys? Yeah. And like by the end of it, you got like 
Trypticon, Scorponok, Metroplex, Fortress Maximus, Omega Supremes around. Like there's all these yeah. giant things. And there's like you at first you have the, the combiners are like just Devastator and that's kind of it. And then it's like aerial Devastator bots. and then Aerial Bots and Protective Bots and then Menasaur and Bruticus on the other yeah. side and, blah, 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 and the Predaking and all that kind of shit. So there's just lots of them they could do if they want because toys, 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 toys. Yeah. But speaking of toys, when I was watching the first episode, I was watching it with Jihoon and he's like, why does that robot have boobs? And <laughs> I w- had a really hard time. So I just jokingly said, well, then how else would you know that he- she's a lady robot if she didn't have boobs? And she least- wasn't pink. Well, well, no, that's uh, RC. Well, oh, no, the little one is leading to. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I was surprised when like RC just showed up. Like they don't really say mention her at all, but she's just kind of like there walking next to, I was supposed to say Wheeljack, but it's probably Bumblebee or something like that yeah. at one point. And I was like, is that her? Oh, cool. They're just dragging RC out for no reason. I mean, yeah. they had already brought like Nightbird and Chromia and like yeah, yeah. Uh, Alita One that. So can't know their lady robots without the robo titties. Yeah, the, the lady robot thing. I don't. That's one of those like <laughs> the whole fan base just fucking shrugs. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like well, whatever. Yeah. We need. It's the only way that we can figure it out how to do it. So, yeah, they just like they're just like yeah. We have no other like. There's no reason for them to have gender. Period. They're <laughs> robots that are built in a fucking factory and given life by like some weird AllSpark thing, right? So like, it's to sell they toys. Can't all talk like this. So yeah. So it's because fucking Transformers was like, how do we sell these to girls? Hasbro yeah. was like, how do we sell these to girls? Give one of them boobs. Make it pink. The real answer. You don't actually. <laughs> That's so, why they have My but, Little Pony, which yeah, I shit you, you know. not. Like the first time RC actually got a figure was only like in the last ten years. Like it, yeah, yeah, and like they just but, put a masterpiece of her out, and I'm like, oh, finally I can get a masterpiece RC to add to my movie like character collection. masterpiece collection. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, fine. Fucking only took twenty five years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was I like I always like seeing more of the femme transformers like. You know, it's nice to not have it be a robo sausage party. I mm-hmm. swear to God, I, there was a point, like, for about a minute where I thought we were going to fucking get robot sex. Ooh. Oh, where Prime and Alita One are, like, back to back. Yeah. Like, he's walking away from her and stuff. Yeah. I was like, yeah. are we going Are we going there? Are we doing this? <laughs> Is, are we going back to our... To our uh, Let's not fucking, do this. To, <laughs> going back to our uh, erotic fan fiction readings? Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I don't, I don't need this. Yeah. I don't need any of this confirmation. I don't need any of it. Yeah, thank you. So, did they they address gender in the IDW comics where they're just kind of like, well, I was a he and now it's, I'm it's a like, she yeah, it's like a choice, I, it, right? It, 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 yeah, it feels yeah. like yeah. So it's yeah. entirely like whatever they're kind of, they're gender, gender they perform. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. that's like, and I'm cool with that. It's just that, like, I don't know. It just struck me because someone who hadn't really seen a female Transformer before or Transformer-coded female was like, why does she have boobs? And I I really was like, (laughs) I don't have a non-comic answer for this. It's just, it doesn't, it's whatever. But I was like, "Mm, yeah. I'm glad that there is, Alita was a cool character. I was like down for her. I wish they had done a little bit more with Chromia. Like she was in every, she was in every episode, but like. Yeah, and they were. I don't remember her in every episode. So they yeah. were doing like they were badass bitches too. Like they were fucking, you know, like badass snipers and shit like that. They, so, like, was, yeah, they were on the front lines. It's not like they yeah. were like in the back, but they were about as ancillary as any others when it came to uh, like the non speaking, the non main speaking roles. 
Like there were about four Autobots and four Decepticons who mattered, and that's fine. I'm cool with that. And I'm glad at least one of them was like female presenting. So that's cool. I mean, none yeah. of them were Decepticons. I want, I, I'm just dying for a black arachnia. I want an evil. That's, I guarantee you that's why they're doing Kingdom is because they want to integrate like the, some of those characters, specifically black arachnia, like, who has been in other Transformers media. Mm-hmm. Like she was in Transformers Prime as just like a Decepticon. Yeah. Like, she was on Megatron's team in that show. So like black arachnia is a thing they, they've definitely done and brought into the rest of the shows. Uh, yeah. post beast wars and i'm yeah like 100 percent there for they've even i think they've added a couple female seekers in the idw books too cool. to kind of counterbalance starscream and thundercracker and skywarp and again it shouldn't matter and i know that this is like a, a thing but like if all of the the voice like voice has gender and if they had just like switched like some of the voices to be female and like not actually like change the design of the robot who would have cared i mean like do they have to like physically go look go look at who did Soundwave's voice you i I could never not even tell you if that was a human voice it may have been they could have just used their mac to do that voice as far as i could tell so (laughs) it was edward bosco well there you go so speaking of the voice actors like i did find they i mean some of them were pretty good sound alikes for the g1s some of them were not yeah, I uh, I didn't overly like the dude who was doing Prime. They didn't go with Cullen for some specific reason, also including the fact that he's almost 80. I think they just wanted to like start transitioning yeah. away from always using like Peter Cullen and Frank Welker, who are both getting on in years kind of thing. I thought he was okay. I actually liked the new Megatron more than I thought I was going to at first, Like now that I've rewatched it. I like the voice. The lips got to me a little bit on the character model, mm. but the voice worked for me, and then... I'm trying to think if there's any voice that specifically I didn't like. The new Prime is like a fucking 23-year-old kid. Yeah, yeah. He's done the voice on some uh, some of the other shows, too, yeah, though. He did, so, he did yeah. Cyberverse and Rescue Bots Academy as well. Yeah, yeah. I think he did a... Did you... He might have done a, a video game at one point, too. No, they've got Peter Cullen for all these War for Cybertron, and even Devastation, I think, had Peter Cullen come back. And that so. that's jarring for me. Like, I very much identify Peter Cullen as Prime, and yeah. uh, fuck, what's his name is... Frank Walker. Yeah, Frank Welker as Megatron. So it's definitely jarring for me when I miss that. The Starscream one was okay. And and I mean those are the three like voices that are really recognizable. Yeah. Except well, except Jazz, but I don't know that I want Jazz to have his G one voice because that was little 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 weird, little yeah. a little problematic in twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> It was Casey Kasem who did that voice, I think. Actually, I think I think it was. I think it was Casey Kasem that did like yeah, the did jazz, jazz, the yeah. jazz ebonics. Yeah, oh, <laughs> that's right. Oh boy. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Back in the day, but jazz wasn't even in this series. So yeah, no, they didn't. Even, there's not even a toy. Actually, I was surprised there wasn't. But uh, so yeah, I mean, uh, I guess they kind of like Wheeljack was kind of in that jazz role. Uh, well, I mean, Wheeljack's always around. I like see. I like the Wheeljack character model. That's one of those heads that yeah. Like, very recognizable and i like seeing like redone every once in a while so like wheeljack i'm down for they had like a pretty good number of like separate models and they did like they do the standard transformers thing of like lots of repaints and stuff like that like red alert and uh sideswipe are the same model and prowl and blue streak are the same model and like obviously the seekers are like they build starscream and then just fucking recolor them 18 different ways and you get thundercracker skywarp acid storm all those other guys well (laughs) and then like half of the Autobots, I don't even think they fucking bothered doing vehicle mode models for. 
Mm, well, see, this yeah. is the, this is what gets me about these is that, like, from what I understand, they used the same. They used like the base of these models was the CAD models for the toys, which have mm-hmm. functioning vehicle modes, and actually, most of them look pretty good too. So, like, I was confused as to why they didn't show them in vehicle mode more. It felt like we saw Prime a couple times, and well, we saw Megatron transform once. I'm pretty yeah. sure in the first episode. The first episode, yeah, yeah. yeah. and like the tank. All the jets were transforming constantly because they had that secret an- animation yep. down, I guess. And Jetfire transforms, but like we never saw Shockwave, sh- Soundwave, no, nope. any of the Autobots like Hound, Ironhide, Ratchet. None of them nope. transformed. Wheeljack didn't transform. Did Bumblebee even? No. Like Jesus. Like how how are you going to do six fucking episodes and not show? Like <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't know, man. There wasn't even a toy for Bumblebee in the siege line, like in the first Earth in the first line. He he got He's delayed like, till. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know. One it's, of the main characters. One of basically yeah. the main character. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like this is more well, this is one of those ones where they you can actually say Prime and Megatron are the main characters, which is also a Transformers thing that I like, as opposed to it being like some a lot of the time it's Bumblebee now, right? And it's because yeah. they're leaning towards kids and stuff. Whereas I'm like, no, I still want it's like lower decks, man. Like I don't like it fine for like a sideshow, but like the main show should be like I want to be on the bridge and like deal with the captain. So like I want to see what Optimus is up to. Not fucking Bumblebee. It's another one of those obvious budget issues, right? Like it's we obvious we couldn't afford to animate all of these characters in both of their modes, kind of thing. In which case, just, like scale down your goddamn fucking story, make yeah. you know put fewer characters in it, kind of thing. Like hmm. I understand that you're doing it to fucking sell toys, but but you're not even in this day and age. Like yeah, not the it's not that same you know driving force that it was in the eighties. Yeah, so just fucking make a story that has fewer characters do really good versions of those characters and then add more if it's successful and you get more budget and i want to point out that they do they could do that because they did it relatively successfully although people shit on beast machines like the the sequel series to beast wars was like four of the maximals or four or five of the maximals alone on cybertron fighting the megatron that megatron uh who had taken over all of cybertron and like had yes, they he had like three main generals, and all of their like subunits were just uh, copy paste clones, of, yeah. uh, clones of those main generals. But they all worked. It worked. I thought that conceptually it worked, even if like execution might not have quite worked. Like it still felt like Cybertron, and it still felt yeah. like and all the characters mattered more, and they were all beautifully animated. So they could they absolutely could have done that because they've done it before, you know. Yeah. So. I know, like, that's a big, like, kind of a big thing. Cybertron feels pretty empty in this versus, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like I, like, I keep going back to the video game, and, like, I'm like I'm playing through it, and, like, as you're walking through parts of the city and stuff, there's fucking random Autobots that you've never seen before just around fixing shit or helping each other, doing this, that, and the other thing. Like, it feels like a populated thing. So, like, they did all these other palette swappy kind of guys. Why are these guys just not wandering around in the background more? You know what I mean? Like, doing stuff as opposed to everybody's in a room well, talking to each other. Like, I get it's a budget. Like, you have to yeah. pay to animate that kind of stuff. But it's just like, man, could you not just bring some fans in who would work for nothing? Like, fucking hire me. I'll fucking come in and animate background Transformers for, like, a couple weeks or something. <laughs> like, for cheap. I don't know. It's just very strange to me the way, like, they should be making tons of money on this. And, like, they make this show. And I don't know. 
whatever. And well, and there were like a few crowd scenes. Like there were the scenes where Megatron was talking to like the big stadium full of Decepticons kind of thing. And they were just obviously fucking clone stamped, like copy paste, fucking all the exact same character model. Like yeah. even down to the animation that they just like staggered the start time on kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. But like that's what you do in this kind of case. But it's like. They didn't do enough of it to make the the world seem populated kind of yeah. thing. So you're just like, well, well there's 20 did. characters and there's like some corpses laying around <laughs> that are gray versions of the characters that we already have seen, right? Because like even when they do the the Revenant thing in yeah. episode five, I think, those are just, they're all the character models that we've already seen just grayed out. And I was like, well. Yeah. Well, then it stands again in the middle ground that the story stands in where they didn't do enough of one thing or too much and they did too much of another. And then yeah. you, d- you don't they, they don't seem to commit to either way, like make Cybertron feel full and like populated and like overwhelmingly Decepticon or, or just make, make it desolate and desolate yeah, like yeah. the way Beast Machines did. And it would have yeah. been more effective one way or the other. But again, middle, like we have to like play to the middle. We don't want to commit too much to a dark tone or a kid's tone. So let's yeah. kind of, we're not quite going to do either. And a lot yeah. of series do get, have this happen to them. I don't know if it's in post-production or in like the boardroom part where it's like, we need to broaden our appeal. I and think well, that's, I, I think that might, you're kind of hitting the nail on the head. It's like one of those, like we got hit all four quadrants or whatever the fuck kind of like broaden the yeah. appeal things where it's like, it can't be too adult because then we can't have the kids in on it. And then, like, it can't be too, you know, kiddie. Otherwise, like, the fucking 40-year-olds who buy the toys, I don't know who those guys are, <laughs> uh, like, they won't watch it. And, like, that's, like, they want me to watch it because they want me to buy the toys. Like, kids aren't buying these toys. You know what they're, I mean? And, like, like bucks first. well, I mean, like, Unicron, 600 bucks. Yeah. But, I mean, like, you, I, like the Optimus Prime for this runs, like, 40. You know what I mean? But, like, they're yeah. not crazy. I know. But, again, but like, like, 40, 40 bucks, bucks like, yeah, 40 bucks a piece is not like that's not something you buy just you know what I mean, haphazardly kind of thing. That's like yeah. that's a video game on sale or something that you're going to get like hundreds of hours out of or whatever. So Yeah, and you want to yeah, be careful about it, buying but... those to kids for kids cuz then you want the whole set. Like what happened with me with my X-Men when I was growing up? I always wanted another X-Men of some kind. And like I'm I mean like I'm yeah, I'm that guy like I'm sitting here like going like man, I really wish I like had bought all these fucking toys cuz I really like all of them, but you know, I didn't. So there you go. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. So I'm like, I'm sorry. I made you guys watch it. <laughs> well, I, I'm it not sad. I watched it though. Like yeah. I, I think that g- the fact that this series exists is a good thing. And I'm going to yeah. like go to bat for the concept. Like they know that they have an IP where they can make a serious like wartime show with these characters. And like, they could still have a transformers go, thing that looks completely different and feels different the way that they're doing with masters of the universe versus Shira princesses of power they're like completely separate things and we can have both and that's fine maybe this first chapter was just they didn't conceptually have everything nailed down but by the next chapter they might have it because i think i will watch the next chapter I mean, I, I'll yeah. be on board. I'll watch it. Absolutely. Yeah. It's two hours, right? Like, yeah. it's yeah. What, two two hours, two hours, 15 minutes, something like that. Like I, can, I am kind of hoping yeah. Earth Rises a little bit more. Like, we get maybe double the episode count for the next one. Because that's going to be, like, the on Earth. Like, there's a lot of stuff that they could plumb from the original series and, like, kind of redo that's, like, basically it, already there. 
and then they could just not fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> is like, it like it on Earth, like mo- like quote unquote modern day kind of thing, or is it like they land on ancient Earth kind of thing? I don't. I'm not sure yet. Like that that hasn't been confirmed yet. So like I assume it's modern Earth because like they want they're gonna he's gonna turn into the cab over truck like the toy is like the 1984 toy, and yeah. the bumblebee is like a, it's a bug and stuff like that. So like they all get Earth forms on in okay. Earth rise because that's what the toys have been so far because they're dope looking. Yeah. I like them a lot. <laughs> Because even like they've re-released the Seekers and stuff already. Because they had those like the Triangle Jets in this, mm-hmm. and they've already put them out as F-15 jets. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. And even like because they've already added to the cast and stuff. Although they, I guess you kind of see Astro Train in this. Like he's looms behind some guys for like a fucking shot and then disappears again, mm-hmm. kind of thing. But like that Astro Train character's out and stuff. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm not angry I watched it either. Like, there were some genuinely solid moments that I will go to bat for. Like, the one that jumps to mind are the initial reveals of both Optimus and Megatron were pretty yeah. fucking, were well done. Yeah. There's some weird animation. Jack's like, his fusion cannon disappears from shot to shot. But yeah. like, other than that. <laughs> and Prime's uh, transformation is, eh. The, just Prime just fucking railing in there and just like, yeah. just like swiping out a bunch of the Decepticons with like yes. his... Mm-hmm what will eventually become like his tractor hitch or whatever. Yeah. His trailer yeah. hitch. And yeah. then, uh, and then after that, the fight, that fight between Megatron and prime was solid. There is like, it's as good as you're going to get for two, like clunky G one design fucking transformers going at it against each other. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, yeah. There's mm. a, I think there is a stuff to like here and they definitely fumbled in a lot of ways and i think that the budget was definitely a major factor in this yeah and which one of the reasons that i brought up the last airbender story in the news was maybe netflix by trying to um expand their their series library so that people will continue to subscribe for them might have spread themselves a little bit too thin when it comes to no certain things maybe a little bit because <laughs> they're still doing like live action films like a lot of the teen romance stuff which is another thing that i watched this week and i'm not, not going to talk about it but it does exist like all all of those like teen comedy shows and then the netflix series that are like kind of high budget or high concept like what ozark and dark are those like specifically yeah. netflix yeah i don't know actually um but you know what i'm saying like yeah, I dark think is that, netflix. yeah netflix is giving um, the green light to a lot of things simultaneously because they fear the the looming power of Disney Plus, which understandable. But at the same time, like if there's so much crap on there that I don't know what to watch, and so a franchise like Transformers would have been an easy win for me. And they didn't like because there's so much money going to other crap that I don't give a shit about. That the stuff that I really like is not getting its due. And so I think that's that's where I'm at with the Netflix series in general. And this one in particular, I was like, this this had all of the things that it needed. It had all of the ingredients, but you overcooked this stuff and undercooked this stuff. And so it turned into something that didn't taste quite right. So, you know, yeah. Well, and on that note, let's do final thoughts because we got to let's wrap this up and get this into a less than two hour episode. (laughs) So, final thoughts. Uh, Tim, go ahead. If I'm giving a score out of 10, like, s- 7 out of 10, I guess. Like you said, solid. There's definitely there's potential here, for sure. I will watch a second season. I will say, I kind of wish a second season would follow 
the Autobots that got left on Cybertron rather than going to Earth. I feel like there's actually like a bunch of different things that I would like. Like I actually wouldn't mind this having been longer and like if they had more story, obviously, kind of thing. Like I think there's yeah, like let's see Jetfire, yeah, Jetfire yes, and Alita exactly. like trying to pick up the pieces that are left behind after Prime's like. I need to go to Earth. I need to be the hero and take yeah. the Allspark away. And then, like, maybe fucking Cyber... Well, Cybertron does, like, essentially die after Prime takes the Allspark away, right? I mean... Like, in in, in, in canon. In, like, G1. Depends on, like, in G1? No, not really. Because, okay. like, they... See, like, what happens in G1 is they disappear for four million years, right? And somehow yeah. Shockwave just keeps Cybertron just afloat <laughs> the entire time. Oh, right. And when they, and when they wake up, he like Megatron gets in touch with Shockwave and Shockwave's like, yeah, I've just been hanging out here for 5 million years. <laughs> just, just waiting for you to get back to me, bud. I'll just so get the lights on for you, sir. Yeah. Ba- and that's basically what <laughs> happens. And then he's, and everybody, and then at that point they're just like, dope, let's just keep being Decepticons, I guess. <laughs> it's been 5 million years or something yeah. like, yeah, it's something ridiculous like that. Cause they yeah. land like back in like prehistoric times. Pre-Cambrian times or some shit. Yeah. yeah so I don't know. It's, it's, <laughs> so. yeah. I, mean, I don't know what they're doing, Nick, for this. I, I don't think they're going to send them back in time. They might, like, crash land and then, like, have to be awakened so they can do, like, more than meets the eye part one kind of thing, right? Bring like, in the beast machines. <laughs> bring in the beast boys. That's, that's, that's chapter three. That's, that's chapter, chapter three. Yeah, 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 yeah. They bring yeah. in the, the manimals. Yeah. Maximals. I still haven't seen Maximals. I still haven't seen I love. That, I still have so. characters I want to see from like my like from like that they put in the toys that they haven't shown yet. Like they did a Springer, and I'm like, come on, bring those movie guys in a little bit. Like they did Magnus, obviously, but like, I guess getting Magnus and RC is getting a good chunk of the movie characters at this point. I should stop complaining. Yeah, we, just, like, we just need a, a hot rod. I was gonna say I want hot rod cup and Springer basically at that point. We can leave like no wheelie, no fucking Perceptor <laughs> or uh, Blur. We leave those guys behind, but like hot rod Blur. cup and Springer, I think would be dope to have because like those are cool Mark, characters. As a yeah. scientist, the microscope character Perceptor is the, is the coolest Autobot that ever existed. I mean Autobot, sure, because like none of the Autobots are cool, right? <laughs> They're so uncool. Like how the Decepticons. Like, come on, how cool is fucking Galvatron versus like any Autobot? Right? Like, I'm I'm Screen, Shockwave. They're all cooler than the Autobots. I will go to bat for Astro Train because I love like a Fuck space yes. train. Fucking space train. Blitzwing, man. Tank who turns into a plane makes no sense. Awesome. Let's do it. I'm hundred yeah. percent on board. I don't know. Yeah. Fucking like microscope. Jesus. Dumb. <laughs> Jesus. That's oh, what I mean, though. The, the Decepticons are so much cooler. Like, look, they turn, they turn into a dump truck, and then it turns into a crane, and then they all get together, and it turns into a bigger monster. Yeah. That's cool. Micro- no, microscope. Negative. Sorry. Yeah. I know. I get it. Science, but like, no. Yeah. I was... I was- and I was speaking tongue in cheek, but I, I will. <laughs> I will. And we watch. just went on in ten minutes. Fuck Perceptor yeah. and his stupid microscope. I, I will watch Earthrise, but I I hope that they fucking commit to a tone on this show. Yeah, yeah. Going. Yeah, forward. yeah. Mark, how about you? What's your final thought and score? On the- oh, make me give this a score. I'm just going to say 7.5. Like potential is definitely there. I had a good time watching it. I, I, I mean, I drifted off as much as you guys did, and I'm the biggest Transformers fan going. So, like, yeah, I mean, they they had some ground to make up. I think at this point, but I mean, the toys are all dope, and I had fun watching the show. And they showed me Astro Train for like three seconds, so I was like, I'm pretty on board here. So, 
Yeah, 7.5. And I will be I'll be here. I'll be back for Earthrise obviously. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> and I I'm in the same boat. I'm going to give it a 7 as well and say that if you're a non-Transformers fan and you just want to get some backstory, this is not a terrible place to start, I guess. No. Like it like it gives you like a pretty like dimensional version of the Optimus versus Megatron conflict, which is not something you usually get. It's usually much more black and white with like lot, a lot less um, history behind it. So this is kind of a fun, different way. If even if the execution was some had left some stuff to be desired, it was still at least trying something new. So yeah. and like we can also say that at the very least, it's better than any of the Michael Bay movies. Well, yeah. Let's ignore <laughs> the Michael Bay movies forever because we have this instead, and this is this is leagues better. Like yeah, yeah. So, like, if you're a new Transformers fan and like, or you want to get on board with the franchise, don't watch the live action movies. Watch this. Watch the '86 movie. Maybe go check out Transformers Prime's probably a little bit better. If you're a video gamer, go play Fall and War of Cyber- Fall of and War for Cybertron. They're both excellent games. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So that concludes this part of our show, our meat of the episode. So let's move on to our geek cred, where we recommend something geeky that we did this week or have done recently or just something in our geek memories that we'd like to bring forth to the surface. So Mark, start us off with geek cred. These are killing me this week. Just starting with me every time, man. I don't know. <laughs> Breaking me. I, I was going to recommend War for Cybertron, like not the show, the game. Um, but actually, you know what I think I would recommend instead is Devastation because it's old school G1 video gamey stuff. And if you can find a copy, I think you can get it on PS4 and PC and stuff still. I hope anyway. I'm not recommending something you have to go pirate, but like, yeah, devastation for that old school G1 cell shaded feel and all that kind of stuff. That's where that's, yeah, that would be what I would recommend. Because I actually played it too this week and because it's a very short game, it's a lot of fun. And like those character models look dope as shit. So mm-hmm. there all you right. go. Transformers Devastation. And Tim, what's your geek cred this week? My geek cred this week is the DCCW Stargirl series. I have not watched it all the way through the end of the season. It just finished uh, this past week, uh, but I'm through like everything except basically the the two part finale. But it's a lot of fun. It's got a lot of heart. It's very light. It is very much you know aimed at like a sort of young adult kind of CW audience. Um, and it has kind of the same energy that the Flash did in its first like couple seasons, I think. But it's also got more of those like. DC legacy characters and generational stories that I in particular really like with DC. And it's got a lot of like throwbacks to some of those uh, older characters. It's also got some, it's not a predictable show. It's got some solid trope inversions where you think it's going to go one way and then ultimately it goes a different way. It's got some good twists and turns and some good messages as well. So I've liked it. It's yeah, I would say I suggest it for anybody that's kind of, Looking for something a little on the lighter side, which who isn't right now? Yeah. I, for my geek cred this week, I'm again going to be warning people away from something because, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, Jihoon and I have been, we, we Netflix a lot together. And um, as a result, we have started and like, I am uh, usually one to commit to entire episodes of things and like full series of things. Full, or at least one full season of something. If I try something, I'll give it like a shot. But I have been just having the worst luck with trying random things on Netflix. So don't watch The New Legend of Monkey. Just don't. 
so I like Dragon Ball and the Journey to the West concept of, you know, the flying monkey king on the cloud with the extending staff is a very commonly retold story in in Asia. But this particular retelling of it is like the worst possible iteration of the TV Hercules series from the 1990s. Do you guys remember the Kevin Sorbo series and yeah, how man. fucking bad mm-hmm. that could be? That's what this is. So don't watch it. It's bad. Code 8 also with the, the ML brothers can like know, just know. Um, Independence Day Resurgence. We tried that one too. That, uh, that one I knew was going to be bad, but don't do that either. <laughs> so I'm giving you guys fair warning as a fellow geek don't watch these movies don't do it they're not that good they're not the new language of the monkey not worth it it's not funny enough it's also like it just needs to be way sillier because it's way too and the budget man oh it's very clearly in uh low budget australian production man oh man is that ever rough Anyway, so, and Code 8 is a Canadian production, so I'm not just shitting on Australia. Canada also makes terrible sci-fi movies, so don't, don't watch it. And you will be, go find something else, you'll be better for it. Watch Transformers, it's better than what I, with the other stuff I saw, for sure. That's praising by faint damnation. Yeah, it is indeed. <laughs> so, with that, let's wrap this up. Thanks so much for listening. If you haven't already, please subscribe to Dance Robot Dance, which you can do via whichever podcatching app you prefer, which is Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify. We'd love to hear what you thought about uh, Transformers War for Cybertron. Did you hate it? Did you love it? Are there things that you're looking forward to for the next chapter or for the final chapter? Let us know on Facebook. That's where we are most active on facebook.com slash dance robot dance podcast on Twitter at DRD underscore podcast or email us at dance robot dance podcast at gmail.com. Just know that we do moderate our comments on Facebook. So if you say that homosexuals are going to burn in hell, then maybe you're going to get banned. So that happened anyway. Uh, Did it really? Yeah. On wow. our drag race thing like that. Yep. Oh, man. I, 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 been, I deleted some shit. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, yeah, see, I don't. I, I'm. I'm sorry, boys. I. I fucking. I can't do Facebook anymore. It makes my know. skin fucking crawl. So it, it's <laughs> like I, I was like, am I gonna waste my time thinking of something witty to respond to this? I was like, nah. I just been hammered. So like, yep. Now that we hate dissenting opinions because we enjoy dissenting opinions about media, but uh, yeah, but if you hate the ig- ignorance is different. Yeah. I quite enjoy Megatron's tyranny. Is you know. That's a thing. So, like, yeah, I'm on board. Let's just like, yeah, do it. Yeah, I mean, and let, let's be honest. Like, Starscream definitely has a big fucking robo boner for Megatron. Like, I mean, super I think they kind of have a big robo boner for each other. Actually, yeah. kind of felt like Megatron kind of had a robo boner for Prime in this one. So they all it was complicated. Definitely yeah. like a love triangle forming. Paul, can I can I make a request? Yes. Um, if you guys are watching Random Horseshit on Netflix, I have a I have a request. Color Out of Space is a Nicolas Cage H.P. Lovecraft movie that I feel mm. like one of us needs to watch. Oh my <laughs> goodness be... to me. <laughs> what might require it might require me to do like a fuck ton of weed and watch it by myself. <laughs> but like I just saw it while I was flipping through Netflix trying to find what I was going to watch for the rest of the night. Guess what? That might be it. But I'm it's thinking really high first. not in my search on Netflix right now. So no, um, oh, that's too bad. It just popped up. Color out of space. It looked like an, it looked like it was Nick Cage. Oh I don't boy. know. Either way, Color it looks terrible. I'm, I'm on board. Space. Uh, yeah, it, 
It's weird to me that it's taken up till now for uh, Lovecraft to get the Netflix treatment, but he's getting a lot of like streaming stuff because hey, public domain and all that stuff. So whatever. Fun. It could uh, be fun trying to get those stories to make sense without all the racism in them. So yay for that. Yikes. Oh man, it's got Nicolas Cage. It's got Jolie Richardson in it. Oh, no, my, Tommy Chong is in it. Oh, I'm in. I'm in. Uh, okay, this is a film. <laughs> It was a film that was it was made in 2019. So it was actually like it had a budget of like six to twelve million. It's unclear exactly how much. Apparently, yeah. all right. Let's just wrap this episode yeah, right, up. Right. I do this. I just thought it was like this. Looks like we somebody has to watch this. Yeah. There's also Lovecraft Country, the uh, oh yeah, yeah. produced uh, series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, that I, I want to watch. Seen a mix. But like, I see, I see Nicolas Cage, and I'm like, do I watch it? Do yes. I have an Albed moment and watch it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, is Nicolas Cage good? Well, the debate continues. Anyway, have a good night, <laughs> folks. See you next time. Until all are one. Ish. Is that not like a creepy, like 1984 fucking dystopian? Very, very that. Like catchphrase. Jesus. Very that. Yeah. Yeah.